Got Tua. Picked up A chain on, on waivers. So okay. I got the number one waiver pickup before before the uh, the game started. So Oh really? I didn't know he was gonna go off for fifty five fantasy points because <laughs> I would have started him, but <laughs> at least I got him and nobody else does. Hey man, look, I'm losing my fantasy team right now. But I'm gonna say this. I just need Jalen Hurts to let AJ Brown go off, man. Just score me, score <laughs> about four or five touchdowns for me, and I'm good. Give me about 40, 50 points, you know, <laughs> this week. I can win. I can do this. <laughs> this season been crazy. Who thought Divine A Chain would get all the fantasy points Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow got all season combined in one game? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. If I would have told me that before the season, I would have told them they was crazy. But <laughs> I knew A Chain was that man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't know he's gonna snap like this in his first game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dude. sometimes you he just... show why he was carrying Texas A&M. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I bet you Jimbo <laughs> like man. If I had this man on my team right now, I'd be I'd be cooking. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't even had to worry about that Miami game. I would have been cooking. Everything would have been good. They said if you started all the people in Miami uh, on Miami's team, you would have had over two hundred fantasy points just starting <laughs> Dolphins players. That's crazy. That's insane. That's, That's crazy. insane, man. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That's that is insane. But I'll probably look at it for the future and stuff. See if I can if I can steal some remaining. Miami Dolphins players. Dolphins out there on the on the wire. Yeah, <laughs> gotta do something. Get this team we, we looking all right. Do. We all. Hey, I got a team that's cold. I got a team that ain't too cold. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! One that's three and zero, and the other that that's zero and three. Yeah. Nah, it'd be like that though. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> long. It's a long season, so. What, it, what isn't a long what what is and isn't a long season is the college football season too. Yes, which was what we're about to get into right now. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I'm your host Corey Willis. I hope you guys out there had a wonderful week four of the college football season. Got a chance to watch. A lot of great games uh, with your friends and family over the weekend. Um, so, yeah, I really hope y'all enjoy it. Or alone. Yeah. Unbothered. Yeah. Just you, you, you and some beers. That, there you go. There you go. You, you know, <laughs> that just, works too. Just kick back, relax, <laughs> and, and watch some, some critical beatdowns off of, off of some, <laughs> some big-time teams, of course, in college football. But, yeah, yeah, it's great to have y'all back listening in on the show and like we say we always appreciate y'all listening in uh, each week on the breakdown sports cast um if you want to listen in on the show we're on multiple podcast streaming platforms out there um such as spotify apple Podcasts, youtube amazon music and amazon audible iHeartRadio, and many other streaming platforms out there so we very much appreciate it be sure to to like comment and subscribe to the show let us know 
how we're doing and how we can improve for the future. Um, as always, guys, I'm here with my good friend and co-host. He is Chris Bolton. What's going on, Chris? What's good with you, Corey? You know, everything's good. Like we just said, um, in my fantasy football world, there's highs and lows, and just like college football too. So, um, oh. no, everything is good in my way. Uh, just soaking in everything that we saw go down on Saturday. Hey, look, well, we had a lot a of day. great games. Yeah, it was it was a big day for a lot of a lot of your favorite teams out there, folks, in college football. Um, yeah, we're gonna definitely get into it and talk about yeah, all of the the crazy. <laughs> locker room talk <laughs> everything everything where, where, where do you want to start oh my gosh I'm, I mean where should we start I mean there was so many great games over the weekend you know what let's just go ahead and do it because before we get into Colorado and Oregon we did have pretty much I say all time classic this year in college football where the Florida State Seminoles came into Death Valley, Chris, and took on the Clemson Tigers. It was an 11 a.m. kickoff game on um, was it ABC. ABC. Yeah, it was on ABC. It was on ABC. Really good game. Um, Florida State defeated Clemson 31 to 24 in overtime. To win that game, they advanced to four and zero, two and zero in conference play, and Clemson is now two and two and zero and two in conference mm. play. Clemson's sick about this one. Yeah, well, what do you think about this one, Chris? It was a great game. Lived up to the hype that we had for it pre-Clemson losing to Duke. Mm-hmm. You know the, the preseason hype. This game. Look like two, two of the better teams in the nation competing against each other. Um, unfortunately, I feel like for Clemson that they lost. I feel like if you're a Clemson fan, you feel like you, you should have left Death Valley with the win. Um, yeah, you you had that that field goal opportunity before overtime, and the field goal was no good. That's tough. That's it tough. Is. It was, and it was a, a very makeable kick. wasn't a long field goal at all. Mm-mm. Um, so tough loss for Clemson. Um, Dabo was fired up. I mean, he was getting the crowd into it. The team was jacked up. They played with a lot of energy. Um, the pass rush was there. They made tough life tougher for Jordan Travis, mm-hmm. but Coleman. Show why he's a Sunday player again. Game, the, the, the game-winning touchdown that he made in that fade route. Yeah, just just a grown man catch, grown man play. Yep. Um, NFL caliber and, play, and, and for sure, for sure. It was a, a it was a battle of two different coaching philosophies. Coach Norvell cleaned up in the portal. Mm-hmm. Dabo hasn't really been in the portal for real. Still kind of more of a the traditional recruiting methods. Um, and the portal, and this one looks like the portal won out. Florida State got got the win. They You, you live to fight another day. It wasn't pretty. 
you escaped two games where you very well could have had two losses. So we'll see how that uh, pans out for the rest of the season. But, um, yeah, uh, good, good win for the Seminoles. If you're a Seminoles fan, I think you're happy you won. But I also think you, you feel like we got to clean it. We got to, we have to improve some things. And you do. You do. Yeah. Um, shout out to Florida State for battling back because there were times where, and of course, I picked Florida State to win this game on Saturday. But, um, but yeah, like they, they really battled in, in a game that, you know, at times it looked like they weren't going to win. Like, they, uh, there was like a point in at the third quarter of the game where, you know, uh, you can look at, at that game and you could, you could literally see that Clemson was starting to gain some momentum, especially after the touchdown that um, Will Shipley had made. Uh-huh. Um, that touchdown run. I I literally thought I was like, oh my gosh, like Florida State might not be able to edge edge this one out and win. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, they battled back. Um, Jordan Travis, who at one point he had like a like a hand injury. Of course, some people were wondering was that going to hurt his accuracy in the game. Um, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it only made him stronger. And, and like you had said earlier about um, Keon Coleman, you know, who we love on this show, um, like the guy's a beast. You know, he, he makes those big time plays when Florida State needs them. And, you know, he, he came up big today. He had five receptions for 86 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Jordan Travis. He was 21 for 37, 289 yards through the air. And, um, yeah, he he threw those two touchdowns to Keon Coleman earlier. So, um, yeah, just a great effort by Florida State. And now we'll see where it goes now for the Seminoles. Yeah. And also, too, I mean, another another subplot. I mean, Clemson is 2-2. Two two. Yeah. Clemson, that was. You know, it's one of the premier programs in college football today. The, the Tigers are now two and two. As we really get into conference play, and you lost your first two conference games, right? For Clemson, Duke conference game for Clemson, yeah, yeah. and Florida State, yeah, Clemson. They they lost two straight conference games, which. I don't even know in the last time that they were 0-2 in conference play. Maybe that's, that's a great question. <laughs> that's something yeah. that I to look at. Um, tough, tough situation for the Tigers. Um, and we'll just I'm, – I'm very curious to see how – where their record sits at the end of the season, how this team responds because they didn't just – it wasn't like they got beat. Like be you know what I'm saying up and down the field, you legitimately should have left this game with the W. Mm. So does that there's there are no moral victories, but does this team hit the field motivated, angry, and takes out this loss on who they play next, or 
does Dabo kind of lose this team? And <sighs> can things spiral out of control? Could this be like a freaky seven and five kind of season or you know where things just kind of fall off the you know the wheels fall off mm-hmm. um, we'll have to sit back and see but um, I'm just cu- curious to see how this Clemson team responds to losing a game like this that's the biggest question now um, that's really what what I think everyone wants to see now because you know you're out of any college football playoff talk like you need it you needed this game alone to even make a case now that mm-hmm. you've lost that's going now you know all you're trying to do is really save face for the rest of the season and hope that you can keep the guys that are all in on the program right now you want to make sure that they remain all in with the program right now because you lose another game that you you should win um it's, it's going to be dark days now um, in Clemson. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yep, big ups to the Seminoles, and we'll just continue to watch and see what's, what's good with, with Clemson. Um, man, so you want to move on to, to to prime? Do you want to get to prime, or do we want to talk about another game that was that – was, uh, you could say it was a classic too. I think is. You, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and let's just go ahead and talk about the Colorado Oregon game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I think people are are eager to you know hear what we got to say about this game, of course, because everyone was excited about it. Um. Even us, we were excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and just get into it. So, um, number 19, the Colorado Buffaloes went into Eugene, Oregon to take on the Oregon Ducks, the number 10 Oregon Ducks. And Oof. man, <laughs> I, look, a beatdown, I, I think that's an understatement. Like, <laughs> Pure domination. Yes, pure domination was held in the Austin Stadium. Um, Oregon defeated Colorado forty-two to six. Um, Bo Nix he was twenty-eight for thirty-three, two hundred and seventy-six yards, three touchdowns, and he did throw one interception. Um, Shadur Sanders. Man, had he had a rough day, Chris. He was twenty-three for thirty-three, um, just a hundred and fifty-nine yards and one touchdown. Um, those are his lowest yards of the season thus far. So, um, just overall, Oregon they look dominant for all four quarters. Um, Colorado they had no answer for Bo Nix. That offense, um, it was just, it, it was just a really, really tough day for the Buffaloes. It was, it was. Um, Buffs got beat badly, uh, but you know, the spread was twenty-one points for a reason. I, I feel confident that we you know we both said Oregon should win this game. 
So I'm not shocked that Oregon won, of course. Um, Me either. I'm not but really I did. I did expect Colorado to put up more of a fight, but, you know, Oregon just dominated the team, you know, at the line of scrimmage in the trenches, and everything just, just fell from there. Um, Shador, no time to read the field all game long from the first snap to the last. Um, they were coming after Shadur. They were. That whole game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just teeing off and took advantage of an undersized Colorado offensive line mm-hmm. um, that's, been, that's played well and honestly has exceeded expectations, I feel like, to this point. So it's only natural that they regressed to the mean and had a performance like this. Um, Oregon had a great game plan. Punched Colorado in the in the mouth, um, dominated at the line of scrimmage, and allowed for some plays over the top, but also just to continuously get yards, just rushing the football too. Right. But it all started with the defensive side of things, though. Like we said, man, Shador has been a, a Heisman hopeful. He's put up ridiculous numbers to start the season. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even crack 200 passing yards. So mm-hmm. you 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 got to give your you got to clap it up to Oregon and the defense for slowing down a high powered passing attack mm-hmm. and just taking care of business. You know, and took care of business at the crib. Yeah, yeah, they they did. Um, <laughs> uh, of course. Um, the pregame warm up discussion um, <laughs> with with Coach Lannon, you know, only helped that team over the weekend um, knock out Colorado. It, it was, <laughs> you know, mo- majority coaches, Chris, and you know, we played sports before. No matter you know, <laughs> from high school college to the pros um you know your average ordinary coach is going to say the necessary things to hype up your team so it wasn't mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't um foreign to hear what Dan Lannon had to say about Dion and Colorado and just you know all of the hoopla mm-hmm. about them Mm-hmm. Just because, hey, he has to get his team focused and get ready to win a football game, and that—that's about it. But yeah, he he knew he had them dogs. You yeah. can talk, you can talk, you can talk like that when you know the, the team you have. And Oregon's a very good team. Yeah, that preseason coming into this game, if Colorado had to start to the season that we anticipated them having. This would have been an expected turnout in this ball game, but because Colorado exceeded expectations, then we thought it had a chance to be a more competitive game. Mm-hmm. But at, at when it's all said and done, I feel like we probably, you know, expected Colorado to be maybe what one and two or two and one, yeah, to at least have a loss at this point, maybe two, and then you know. You probably would have felt like, all right, it's going to be like 35 to 7 or something like that. But, you know, this, mm-hmm. 
But, but yeah, you can talk like you can talk greasy though. You can talk that talk when you know you got a squad. And Coach Landon knows he knows what he has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, you say it, those guys out there are fighting for clicks, even though, you know, you, you can kind of like read between yeah, the lines man. off that. <laughs> but we're fighting for wins. Like, you know, Dion. He's he just, yeah, like you say, he's just he talking, man. He's just, getting them, yeah. he's just getting them juiced up. Right. He, know, he, he knows Dion and, and his staff. They're, they're trying to win, too. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, you can. You can do what you say what you gotta say to get the team riled up. Just like we see Coach Prime, he says what he has to say to get his guys, you know, saying his troops yeah. in order to get them ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just same same game, just just different approaches. Right, and it's not going to stop. Of course, there there will be more coaches. I'm pretty sure um, this week um, Lincoln Riley is going to have some things to say, and if he doesn't. I'll probably be a little bit surprised by it, but um, for the most part, you, you know, you're trying to get your team to wake up and win a football game, um, which is not easy to do. That's not an easy thing to do every time. So, you know, I, I'd say hats off to Bo Nix and his squad um, for winning that football game. And, you know, as we always say with um, the losing team, it's time to, you know, um, dust yourself off, get back in the office, and um, figure out what you need to do yeah. to get the video yeah. next week. Like we said, you know, we anticipate them losing to, to USC, but I want to see how how Colorado comes out. Because they will be back home, right? This is this is Colorado uh, USC game is a home game. Sake. Yes, which I, I'd say is a much needed. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, that that's that's a positive thing coming into this game this week. So, and you know, this is a brand new Colorado team, and you you hit the road. It's different playing at TCU. Compared to playing at Oregon, Oregon has been perennially, you know, f- throughout the years, known as a just a hostile, one of the toughest places to play at in the nation. So, after this team has had his world rocked and his cage shook, it's great for them to come home. Granted, you are playing against Caleb Williams and USC, but look, they didn't look all that hot against Arizona State. They was just kind of cruising along in that ball game. Yeah, I watched that game. Now, yeah, what did you think? They, they, they were just like you said. They were just cruising along until they realized it was about to hit full quarter, and they like, we need to turn the engine up. Several they went matches. back to playing like USC of last year, or the last several years, where yeah. games are closer that should not be that close. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they will be locked in and focused to get on Colorado the very first whistle mm-hmm. once the game kicks off. But they might not. They might. <laughs> so not. I mean, it, it, so Colorado has a chance. You know, it might the odds might be against them, but. Based off what we've been seeing from USC, 
there is a realm, there is a world where there's this is a very competitive game, even without Travis Hunter, even though Oregon just put a beat down on Colorado. This can be a game. So we'll see if Colorado comes comes out with those intentions of really redeeming themselves, responding, and possibly shocking everyone. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. They they got a lot of work to do. I'm pretty sure practice is going to be very tough <laughs> this week <laughs> for the defense and the offensive line. Oh man, I just oh, I just been joking with my family about it. And yeah, like a performance like that, you know Dion's not going to um settle for a performance like that. He knows that that team There's going to be a lot of running. Be a whole lot of running. Going out there. <laughs> hey man, I can just see I can just see Probably happened today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as we yeah, as we record this show on a on a Sunday, like Dion just walks in, <laughs> in, our, in the coach's office. He just brings in everyone, Chris, and it's just like Nino Brown <laughs> off of New Jack City. <laughs> don't nobody know nothing. <laughs> I know somebody got know something while we lost in here. Nobody know nothing. <laughs> oh, Come on, man. man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 We've all been there. We've all had a game like that. We've all had a game like that. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We're we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Um, I'm curious too if this. I wonder how the ratings look post. Like in the, for this USC game mm-hmm. and continuing on, like do people do people really think Colorado's supposed to be a top twenty five team this year? You know, for real, for real. Like you know, will if they are and they continue to play well throughout and get wins after losing this game and possibly after losing to USC, we're about to really see what this team is really made of. And also, I'm just curious to see does the world stop watching? Like was that the reason people were tuned in? It's kind of it's kind of hard to say right now, um, just because that might be a case. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, all I can say is this: like USC has a Heisman Trophy quarterback in the backfield, and mm-hmm. he has to travel to Colorado. I think that's all you need to know. <laughs> and you're going three and into one. that game. Yeah. Colorado, you're three and run, three and one going into this game. Right. If you with can the split. chance to be a top five team in the country on your home field. Yeah. Which would split this two game run of top ten teams. Like I, like I, I didn't, I didn't have that. I wouldn't have had that on the bingo card. Let's just say if, if Colorado beats USC this week, like I don't think no one would have had that on their bingo card saying, "Oh yeah, Colorado <laughs> beat Caleb Williams." Not at all. Like no one Not would fathom that. So it, Not at all. that would be big. 
like just by itself. Just imagine what that town will be like if they can get that done. Every everybody be back in. Yeah, I think you have to be. You yeah. have to be. Yeah, but yeah. nobody should be going anywhere yet. But yes, every I think everyone, even like the, it brings the casuals mm-hmm. back in as well. Right. It'll it'll definitely bring those casuals back in, and it only takes a big game for them to win. And no one mm-hmm. thinks that they can win to bring all of the hoopla back, as I said earlier. So, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting, but um, but yeah. Any other any other things you want to no. know on this game? No more, no more thoughts on that one. That game was self-explanatory. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I, I I I definitely agree with you on that. One. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But um, but yeah, that was the Oregon Colorado game. Um, next game, I actually caught this game like literally at the last three seconds of the game. Oh man! Oh my gosh, Chris, that was a nail biter. So number six, Ohio State goes to Notre Dame to face uh, number nine Notre Dame and they win that game 17 to 14 yes <laughs> oh that was that was some classic 2005 kind of college football just just a fight yeah just tussle right every every yard was earned mm-hmm. in that ball game yeah it like you look at the score, you're just like, man, this this had to be a defensive matchup. And yeah, you you look at the box score and everything, it definitely was. It it had out. Yeah. <laughs> they they definitely were going to war with each other. Um Kyle McCord, he was twenty one for thirty seven, um, threw for two hundred and forty yards, no touchdowns. Sam Hartman, um he was seventeen for twenty five threw for 175 yards and one touchdown. So yeah, this was this game was all about defense from beginning to the end and <laughs> it it came down to the wire those last 3 seconds where uh, um, Ohio State was at the goal line. See, even those last those last few minutes. Shout out to Kyle McCord mm-hmm. leading Ohio State down the field. Um, found, uh, Ubica was finding Mar- Marvin Harrison. Mm-hmm. Um, he McCord did. He stepped up. That's that's what you wanted to see out of him. Can can you lead us on the game winning drive? Yeah, on the road. On the road. That place was rocking. Yeah. And he, he granted you have two of the four best receivers in the nation on on that team, but he still got the ball to them and did what needed to be done with those guys. So you can't take that from him. No. So McCord stepped up in, in a huge moment of his career as the man at Ohio State. And Ryan Day got a huge win. When everybody said he can't get the big win, and he let everybody know I can get the big win in his post game interview <laughs> after they got the touchdown 
Um, so big moment for him. Called out Lou Holtz. Yes. <laughs> Notre Dame <laughs> legendary Notre Dame hey. coach Lou Holtz. Look, look. Why are we calling out Ludo, man? <laughs> How old is Lou? Look, can, can we Google this real quick? Lou got to be in his 80s, man. He we has gotta... to be. Hey, let the, let the elders make it, Ryan. He, he covered that Lou all crazy and stuff. But... He's 86. Like, 86, man. Lou is 86. He got to have some kind of... You seen Barbershops? Remember uh, the Barbershop, the movie, um, Cedric the Entertainer? He said, you see the gray hair? It means I got sorority overall, y'all. <laughs> Lou got to have some kind of sorority, seniority, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you got to let Lou make it. <laughs> you got to... Look, there has to be some kind of decorum here in college football. We we just can't be going willy-nilly just, just calling out our elders like that. Come on, hey, now. Nobody coming at Lee Corso, you know what I'm saying, when he put... When he put the other team mascot head on, you know what I'm saying? It's Lee. Yeah, can, <laughs> can you imagine? Lee, Lee is Lee, so is Lou. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So sensitive nowadays. <laughs> but, but, but Ryan said what he had to say, and his team, you know what I'm saying, found a way to win. Um, yeah. In a game where I feel like both coaches, if they can have some plays back on what they, on how they did things, mm-hmm. they would definitely take them back. Oh, um, yeah. Notre Dame had 10 players on the field for the last play uh, for that touchdown. Mm-hmm. You can't have that. Left side was wide open. That's why they ran it right there. There's only two linemen on that side. You, you, you needed a, uh, another play right there. Mm-hmm. And Possibly could have gotten a stop. Still, almost did with ten players. But um, tough loss for Notre Dame. Tough loss for them. It was it was almost that would have been a huge win for the Irish to defend home home turf and um, you know move to five and zero. But Ohio State got got it done. Um, that's. And that's that was that was just that's that's all I got on it. Just spectacular battle. Um yeah, but it was big big win. win. Big gusty win and just shout out to, to McCord. Like, that's my biggest takeaway. We see now if you if Ohio State is in a situation where they need a drive, he can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And we know this now. No Ohio State fans don't have to worry about it. They've seen them do it. Yep. Yeah, it, like I know a lot of Ohio State fans like the wind flashy, like that's the Ohio State way. But you know, sometimes games like like that game was was needed to really show um, the character of your team and <laughs> to battle back the way that they did um, really shows that. I yeah, trail fourteen. Let's see. Oh uh, no, they were. Well, did, they, did they? I'm trying to think. Who was uh, somebody was up fourteen zip. So, so I'm looking at the box score right now. It went to halftime with OSU having just a three zero lead over Notre Dame. 
when they came okay. when they came back in the third quarter, they finished out the third quarter um, ten to seven. So they, oh, okay. so okay. so yeah, um, yeah they they pretty much always had to lead, but they weren't really in a comfortable position on mm-hmm. you know just really coasting through that game. Like they had to battle through that game through all four quarters to even win that game the way that they did. And you know Kyle McCord did what he had to do. To, to put his team in position to make the plays that they need to make, so um, it that that shows the character of of him, and it sh- shows the character of the rest of the team as well that they weren't willing to just lay down for Notre Dame. Sure, they were willing to fight back as much as they could. So, um, you know, Travion Henderson, who I like. For Ohio State, I mean, he had 14 carries, 140 yards, and four touchdowns. So he, <laughs> you know, Kyle was just passing him the rock any chance he got yeah. to Thank really you. showcase his skill set. So, mm-hmm. so I don't blame him. They they handled their business. <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 did what needed to be done, and so did another team. They, they they took care of business though, defending home field. Yes, yes they did. Yes they did. So we have to segue <laughs> now, Chris, to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where the number thirteen Crimson Tide defeated number fifteen Old Miss twenty four to ten. Um, Jalen Milro came back. This week to play in this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. He was QB1. He was 17 for 21, 225 yards with one touchdown, and he also threw for one interception. Jackson Dart, he was 20 for 35 for 244 yards through the air, no touchdowns, and he also did throw a Pretty terrible interception. So it did not help them, but overall, Nick Saban is happy as we're recording this on a Sunday. And as for Lane Kiffin, he's probably kicking himself. Probably, Definitely. probably telling himself, "Man, I I, sh- I shouldn't have said those comments about Nick Saban." Um, <laughs> probably retiring. Even though I didn't, I didn't say he was going to retire, but you know, I, I just, I just had to make some words about, you know, I, I might not get to get to battle against my my idol Nick Saban again, you know, my former coach. I might not get to do this any anymore. I mean, come on now, you know, you know, like if you you knew what you were doing, you knew what you do. He did, he did, he did, <laughs> man. This game was right there for the taking for Ole Miss. Um, Milrow played solid football, like you said. He played he played a, a pretty solid game. Controlled the offense. Bama kind of finding that. I feel I feel like they're kind of you know finding themselves a little bit. They found themselves what their identity will probably you know kind of be in this game. We're just gonna they're gonna run the football. They're gonna run the football. Milrow can make. 
They're going to run the football. Milrow can make plays when put in position to succeed. Give him some easy, some easy reads, and he dropped a nice pass on that touchdown. Yeah, he that did. was a really nice throw. He did, and with <laughs> with traffic coming at him, I mean, sh- I mean, he got hit like a big Mac truck hit him, and he still he did, was man. able to uh, to make that throw. Right he made on a the great green. throw. So, I feel like Bama fans should be happy with that play and feel confident about what they saw in Milrow. Now, does this team still have things to tweak? Yes. Do they still have some work that needs to be done? Yes. Mm -hmm. But if you watched Alabama play Ole Miss this weekend and you watched LSU play Arkansas, you don't go, you don't leave watching those games thinking, oh, Alabama has no shot in this world at beating LSU. Right. No, 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 no. Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Not so fast, as Lee Corso would say. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I like what I saw from Alabama. A good, gutsy, hard-fought win. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like we also learned, too, that I don't think, I don't know if Jackson Dart's going to be that guy. We're going to see. But this is this this game didn't give me any confidence that he can be that guy to take Ole Miss to new levels. Mm-hmm. He can keep the program, I feel like, where it's at. But I don't know if we can help break that ceiling to where to that next step Ole Miss football is trying to take. Right. It, it's always it's always tough to gauge Ole Miss at, at times, even when they do have. I mean, which, you know, the fan base may say, like, you know, generational quarterbacks um, at the helm. Like, you know, Jackson Dart isn't a terrible quarterback, but, hey, you know, you you just can't – you can't have those kinds of performances and, you know, you try to say that you're, you know, wanting to take the next step at the same time, like – you have to be able to seize the moment, which, you know, why not beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa, you know, be a moment like that to where you can actually take that next big step. And I think sometimes um, I'm pretty sure if any Ole Miss fans are listening, um, sometimes Ole Miss can be like so close and, and I mean, outside of the 2014 and the 2015 year, um, those were years that they should have had done it. But you know, they're trying to get back to those styles, those style of teams, and they just they just can't do it for whatever reason. So you know, you got to do better than that if you want to knock out the teams like Alabama or LSU year in and year out. Um, you got to win those kinds of games, and yeah, your defense gave you a chance to win. Yeah, allowed seventeen points up until that last spread breaking. You know, if you took Alabama, if you betted and took Alabama, you know it was Alabama minus seven, and they got that touchdown right at the very end of the mm-hmm. ball game and made it twenty four ten. So, right for the most part, your defense. Gave up, allowed 17 points. Mm-hmm. 
today's college football, man, that's that's exactly what you want from your defense. Mm-hmm. Your offense should be out to be able to go get you twenty plus. Right. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. And we also have, I feel like, have to, to give some some fault to Lane Kiffin too. I think yeah. we need to be a little critical of, of Lane. This is another ball game where your offensive genius didn't show when you really needed it to show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a team that prides themselves off of starting fast and finishing fast. And mm-hmm. you did not see that pretty much 90, 95% of the game. Now the score was seven to three going into halftime. Yeah. They're like well, Ole Miss got that that quarterback sneak, quarterback draw touchdown. Right. Gave gave them seven and. Well, it was seven six going into halftime. Seven six, seven six, yeah, yeah. But you didn't score another touchdown. They didn't score another touchdown the rest of the game. You only scored three points in the second half. I know it's. It's so frustrating. Like, I, I got a chance to see the highlights through the game. I, I didn't get a chance to watch the full game. But, like, they started off hot with that quarterback sneak by Jackson Dart. And then just through that, they just didn't they didn't produce anything offensively that scared Alabama <laughs> at all. And that that's one of the things I'm – that I'm saying like they just can't like Lane Kiffin can't pride himself off being like hey this is what our offense are you know this is what we this is what we do we start fast and you know we keep that going throughout four quarters of a football game and you know you just can't you just can't have performances like that nah this is a this is a you know this was a good time a good chance to try to catch Alabama yeah um because they're having you know they, they look they look susceptible so mm-hmm. just didn't seize the opportunity um but you know kind of kind of this is what we're kind of accustomed to to seeing with some of the middle Hearing SEC schools, you know, that's just kind of what that's what that's what separates you from being a top tier SEC school and a middling tier SEC school. Yep. So it's, it's games, moments like this. Um, so yeah, Ole Miss, you still, I feel like you know most people preseason would have told you that you're losing to Alabama <laughs> at Alabama. That was the expectation. So nothing changes for you moving forward this season. Now you try to think back and see if you can do what Arkansas did and get LSU on the ropes. And maybe you can bounce back and win at home against LSU. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that that's pretty much all I all I can um tell old miss people at this point, like and look, they've they play LSU multiple times before, and they've beat them at probably times that they should have beaten them, um, just to get their seasons their seasons back on, on track. So yeah, 
Hey, oh, I don't know if that was at was that. I don't know if that was at LSU, but you remember Jevin uh, Jevin Sneed, rest in peace. How he led that? I believe he led that Ole Miss team to win over LSU in two thousand nine. Yeah, was that the was that the game where they they got that field goal to win it? I believe so. I'm I'm looking it up right now. That was a nice LSU Ole Miss. Cause that Ole Miss team was let's see. Two thousand nine. McCluster ran for one forty eight. Ole Miss won twenty five twenty three. That was at home though. Mm-hmm. That was at home. Uh, Snead had 206. McCluster, man, McCluster was a dog. He was. 148 yards. Oh, and they had Hodge at receiver. Mm-hmm. 117 in a tutty. <laughs> That's back. This was the Jordan Jefferson starting quarterback days at LSU. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, to go, with, to, go, to go with your point, though, it's not out the norm for Ole Miss to be able to beat LSU. It happens. It it's happened multiple times before, so, mm-hmm. so you know that that that's something that LSU is gonna have to watch out for. So you know, Lane is you know he's he is um um foreign to trying out things, <laughs> doing many different fakes and fake mm-hmm. punts, fake kicks. <laughs> going forward on fourth down, like he will do it. Like, <laughs> so you're gonna have to be pre- prepared um, for whatever that lane throws at you, just because that's that's just what he does. So, um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I mean, overall, that that that's what I think um, Ole Miss is gonna have to do um, to get their season back on track, and as for Alabama, um, they do look like they've. It looks like they found a rhythm now with running the football a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not. They're still not Alabama teams that we feared in the past. I feel like they do still seem um, mortal <laughs> and not immortal. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. They they have Mississippi State um, coming up this week, and they have to travel to Mississippi State. So, uh, which is a team that's seem to have found a passing game. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, they got the ball into Tulu Griffin's hands. Hmm. And good things happen when Tulu has the ball in his hands. Exactly. Uh, he had over 200 receiving yards in the first half. Wow. He, he looked like the second. He looked like Randy Moss on Thanksgiving Day, <laughs> just catching bombs and going for touchdowns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the Mississippi State looked much better offensively. Still, you know, had their struggles on defense. Lost to South Carolina, mm-hmm. but. It was an encouraging offensive performance. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like state fans 
you feel like you have a chance against Alabama based off of how your offense looked against South Carolina. So, I don't know. We'll see. I think Davis Wade might be rocking. It might be. The team looked okay. People are really questioning how that the environment, how that game will be, you know, if Mississippi State were to lose to South Carolina. I think they lost in the best possible fashion because it gives you life offensively. It gives you hope that this offense has life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I know Mississippi State fans will tell you, you know, like, uh, we don't we don't like moral victories or anything, but I I'd say out of all of you know my years being a Mississippi State fan, this is a loss that you can honestly say you learned something about your team in a more positive way than negative way. Usually they have always been negative, so you know you got Alabama coming in this Saturday. Um, like I said, Alabama's um, looking like they're finding themselves now, um, but mm-hmm. they but they still look mortal right now. Could this be a moment that you? It could be opportunity. It could be a it's an upset opportunity for sure. I feel like yeah. I mean, um, so we'll we'll see. We'll I'm see. sure I mean, we're going to see how that game plays out. But um, but yeah. Especially when you have a Bama team that, you know, they haven't been making the explosives for real, for real. And you've been able to produce, you produce several explosive plays. If you can maybe apply the pressure and get some explosive plays to go your way. And now you're forcing Alabama to maybe work from behind with the team that looks like they want to do some ball control and run the football. Yeah. It's It's an interesting, interesting matchup. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. Right. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see, but um, but but yeah. Um, anything else, Chris? Um, that you want to talk about between Ole Miss and Alabama before we get to um some of the other scores in the top twenty-five of the week? Yeah, I'm I'm good. All right, all right, all right, y'all. So other top twenty-five scores. Um, that you should be aware about in week four of the college football season. We had UCLA taking on Utah, the Utes. Um, they had to travel um, to face Utah in that game. Um, Utah defeated UCLA 14-7. to um, Dante Moore, who I actually like for UCLA, um, he was 15 mm-hmm. for 35 234 yards um, he threw for one touchdown and one interception um, Nate Johnson um, for Utah he was 9 for 17 um, threw for 117 yards and one touchdown in that game so it was another one of those defensive games Chris I should say <laughs> but um, but yeah Utah has now advanced to 4-0 um, on the season, 1-0 in conference play. UCLA is now 3-1, and and they are 0-1 in conference play. So um, so a good win for Utah. Um, 
this game, Chris, this game actually shocked me. <laughs> and I know we always talk about Pac-12 after dark, uh, of course, <laughs> but um, and I believe this game was was one of those night games where Washington State hosted Oregon State. They turned up on on Oregon State. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Washington State defeated Oregon State thirty eight to thirty five. Washington State is now four and one and zero in conference play. Oregon State is now three and one and one in conference play. Um, DJ Uangalale, um for Oregon State. <laughs> um, he was seventeen for thirty four. Threw for 198 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Cameron Ward, he was 28 for 34. Um, threw for 404 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. So Cameron Ward had a really big day through the air. So, so yeah, good good performance by the Cougars. Um, yeah, way to blow my ticket. Yeah. oh man yeah yeah big big day for those cougars for sure so um now we will go out to penn state where they hosted iowa iowa hawkeyes um this game was literally a beat down from beginning to the end iowa had no chance um penn state defeated iowa 31 to nothing Penn State is now four it. and oh yes, we did call it. <laughs> I, said, I don't. I don't think Iowa's offense can compete. And yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, they they had no shot in this in this game. Um, Cade McNamara um, for Iowa. He was five for fourteen, just forty two <laughs> yards through the air. Just had a terrible day throwing the football. Um, Drew Allar from Penn State, who I need to watch um, a lot more um, this season. They they say he's he's pretty good. And looking by the stats, he had a pretty good day. Um, he was twenty five for thirty seven, a hundred and sixty six yards and four touchdowns. So uh, <laughs> big day for the nitty for the nitty lines. Um, they they had a had a really, really solid day defeating Iowa, and now we have to. I have to check their schedule, see who they face next. So they have a game um, against Northwestern, and they have to travel to that game. So they have Northwestern on September the thirtieth, and then um, they have a home game against UMass. On um, October the 14th, which they should win that game. And then the big game, October the 21st, they have to travel all the way to face Ohio State. <laughs> that'll be a good one. Yep. So that'll be a, that that will be one heck of a game that I can't wait to watch. And we'll, we'll definitely be talking about it on the show. So, so yeah, and um, last game that we did kind of go over, Chris, and I did also see highlights of, of this game as well. Um, we had the Arkansas Razorbacks traveling to Baton Rouge to take on the LSU Tigers. 
And the LSU barely, <laughs> barely escaped. Right, um, Arizona, chinny, chin, chin. I'm telling you, 34 to 31 was the final of that game. Um, Jaden Daniels, he was 20 for 29, 320 yards um, for four touchdowns. And he did throw one interception. Um, KJ Jefferson, he was 21 for 31, 289 yards through the air. Um, Threw for three touchdowns, and he did throw for two interceptions. So um, when you kind of look at the quarterback battle, they were going back and forth with each other. It's just. They were. Jaden Daniels, though, another great game passing. Yeah. Uh, Mm hmm. He's he's starting starting to find find it you know over the top completing those big bombs mm-hmm. found connected with Malik neighbors again um so we'll we'll see how that continues to go over the season for for Daniels but someone that we know as a a dual threat QB uh, his legs are a weapon he's showing just how much of a weapon his arm can be too. Yeah. Absolutely. So so we'll, we'll we'll definitely see what happens as LSU takes on Old Miss this week. So, you know, mm-hmm. can they keep it up? Um, you know, Old Miss is still a capable team like we said. Um, a team that can beat you. So, um he, he's going to have to keep having performances like that. I'm curious, though, if LSU gets ahead of Ole Miss early, because I, I can see a game script where that happens, where it could be 14-zip after one. Mm-hmm. How does Jackson Dart respond in that situation against uh, Harold Perkins and those guys? If if they if they know that Ole Miss has to start throwing the football, because – I don't know, man. We like I said, uh, Daniels has been looking good, so there is there's a chance where they really get out in front of Ole Miss early. Yeah, that's the last thing you want if you're an Ole Miss fan is is for this team for LSU to to jump on you, right? So, so that's I think the first quarter is going to tell a lot with mm-hmm. this ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from from both teams, uh, you know who mm-hmm. can hang. Is it Jackson Dart or is it, it Jaden Daniels? I mean, right now we've seen Jaden Daniels. He's he's taking the challenge um, for the most part all season. Mm-hmm. You know, even even through that first loss against Florida State, I mean, he he still had a pretty good day. Um, you know, I yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, which quarterback, which quarterback of the two are, are going to seize that moment and really, you know, showcase um, another chance for Dart? Yeah, you know, couldn't, couldn't make it happen. Ole Miss couldn't make it happen collectively, but uh, another chance for Dart, and you know, it's a chance to see can we get can, can Judkins go off? I feel like things are a lot easier for Jackson when Judkins is getting loose, so. Yeah, which <laughs> you know, I 
Um, I know as we're about to wrap up and stuff, I know we talked about Ole Miss. It's it's kind of weird that Jenkins has relatively had a, a, a quiet a season. Quiet season, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last year, he was he was running up and down the field on everyone. This year, it's the exact opposite. So, um, he's definitely going to have to be a factor. Um, this week and just going forward throughout the rest of the season if Ole Miss wants to even have a, a shot. Right, right. So, so we'll yeah, see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we're, we're going to see that can can they make that happen. Um, so some, some several several good games. Yeah, for us to, to be to watch next week should be another great week of college football. Another yeah. great Saturday. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. And um, yeah, as I as a wrap up, I do have a couple of F- FCS scores um, for any of the S- FCS fans out out there. Um, we have Florida A and M defeating Alabama State twenty three to ten. Um, Grambling defeated Texas Southern thirty five to twenty three, and Brian the Bulldogs um, defeated. Princeton sixteen to thirteen in overtime. So, so yeah, that was pretty much week four. Like you said, Chris, um, we're heading into week five now. Um, like we got USC coming into Boulder, Colorado to take on Colorado mm-hmm. three and one Colorado. Um, so we're definitely gonna have to watch that game, and see what happens. Um, yes. <laughs> in the the Heisman battle between Shadur and Caleb Williams, yeah. so that that game should be really fun. Can't wait to watch it. I think I think that one can definitely be end up being high scoring, mm-hmm. just off of the fact that we've seen USC be kind of like a daisical at times. So right, it could end up being a shootout. Yeah, it could be. It, it could be. Uh, we'll just. We're going to have to wait and see, of course, uh, what happens in that game. Um, coming up this Friday, we have um, Utah taking on Oregon State. Uh, Utah has to travel to Oregon State. So we'll see if um, if DJ and his squad can can um, bounce back, mm-hmm. of course, um, this week. So, you know, that I, I think that'll be a, a good matchup as well. Yeah, those those Pac-12 schools like that, it's never easy. No. Out there in Corvallis. Right. Never easy. Never easy. So, yeah, we have that. Florida, Kentucky. Um, that, that one should be good. Um, Kansas taking on Texas. That'll be interesting. That will be. That will be. <laughs> That will be look for Texas to dominate that yeah. one. You know, if you're if you're one of the top schools in the nation, mm-hmm. go out there and, and and do do so. Dominate the conference. Right, I agree. Absolutely, and um, yeah, um, Notre Dame and Duke. That one should also be pretty interesting. That that game, preseason wise, we might not had our eyes on, but if Duke. Can can get the win. 
we gotta start talking about Duke a little more, man. I, I think so. Wins over wins over Clemson and Notre Dame. Yeah, that that'll be that'll be pretty impressive. Yeah, I, look right they, now, um, they look really good too. They they went out there and smacked the um, UConn. Yeah, yeah. I I'll say this: Duke's playing really good football right now. And you want to know someone else in the ACC that's playing some good football right now that people should watch? Miami Hurricanes. Miami is playing uh, playing good football. Well, I'm not even talking about Miami. Who are I'm you talking, talking about, about a sleeper team. I'm talking about Louisville. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. They are. They, yeah. They're playing some. They are playing some ball. Some, some ball right now. So, um we we'll definitely have to have to watch out for Louisville because they might sneak up on somebody this season. That's true. That's true. That's true. For the new first year head coach too. Yep. Yep. So I, yeah, I, I got they, my they own. coach left to go to Cincy. Now they got a new coach. They got Brom in there. Uh huh. Former former Louisville quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I got my eye on you, Cardinals. <laughs> Keep an eye on Louisville. Yeah, I, I got to. I need to get ready to, to get them on one of my tickets. Maybe uh, maybe next week. Yeah. Keep the cards. Who, who, who does Louisville have next? That that's a that's a good question. So, and it's so funny because they're not ranked at all. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but they, they just quietly beat them. Yeah, they're four and zero. It's just so funny. I'm like, man, y'all, y'all quietly beating people, and no one's talking about you right now. Missouri as well. Yeah, they took care of business against Memphis. Mm-hmm. Or no? Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. Um, this week they have a game against NC State. Um, it's at NC State. So, um, it's a good, that's a good, good matchup. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good match. Can they go on the road and get get a win against NC State? That's a quality win. Yeah. If I'll say this because if they beat NC State, they'll be five and zero. You want to know who the next opponent is after that North game? North Carolina. Versus? Is North Carolina? No. It's a game against Notre Dame. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they look at a solid schedule, man. Duke and Louisville looking a whole lot tougher than what they did preseason. <laughs> I know, I know they they playing good ball right now. Like, hey, <laughs> you know, granted, the teams that they beat is Georgia Tech, Murray State, Indiana, and Boston College. But I'll say this week is. Is a test for Louisville if they can get through NC State, the game that they have to travel to. Hey, sky's the limit for the Cardinals. Oh yeah, they playing with house money too. Nobody expected them to do anything year one. Yeah, with the new head coach. Right. You take that team out out there in in the NC State. Let's say they beat NC State and they go out there the following week. And play Notre Dame, and they can get a win against the the, the Fighting Irish. 
Like, mm-hmm. psh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to start talking about Louisville more. So. We will. We, we are. We're going to we'll have to make that a little segment. Who? Teams under the radar that we're going to put on the radar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, we definitely we're going to keep. We got our eyes on you, Louisville. We got our eyes on you. <laughs> yeah. We we see you out here making movies. Do you see Louisville? I, I, who else? I, I got my eyes on on Missouri. Hey, they still winning. They still win. <laughs> I have my eyes winning. on Missouri. <laughs> it's a wide open SEC. Yep, they still winning. Wide open SEC. So we're we're gonna see. We're gonna see. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's um, that's all of the all of the talk heading into week five of the season. So, um, we'll, we'll definitely see. You know, we we might be back later on in the week to to talk about um week I'm, five. I'm down for that. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll um we'll let you guys know. Fill you guys in on that. <laughs> Of course, but um, but yeah, yeah, um, that was week four. It's in the books, headed into week five now, and um, yeah, definitely can't wait. So um, before we head out, Chris, let the people know where they can find you on social media. Of course, find me on X, formerly known as Twitter at Chris underscore Bolton underscore twelve. Um, get at your boy. Talking, talking, whatever. Talking, watching these games. We can talk these games. Um, I love my baseball too. MLB postseason right around the corner. It's right around the corner, man. So uh, we were, we're rounding third. We we're really about to fly into to home base. So we're gonna see who's safe and who's out. Who's gonna make it in the uh, postseason and who ain't? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you holler at me on there and um, yeah, that, that's it. You know, Instagram too. Chris Bolton underscore. So that's where I be at. Nice, nice. Yeah, and as for me, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me um, as always on X. Um, it's at Listen to KSW, all one handle. Um, I'm on there talking college football, video games, wrestling, um, <laughs> all of that, all of the good pop culture, sports topics. <laughs> That we all know and love. So so yeah, just um hit me on there. But um but yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate y'all listening in, of course, each and every week. And um yeah, we'll definitely be back um probably later on in the week to um discuss week five in the college football season. So so yeah, um that's it Let's for get us. It. That's it for us, guys. Well, we are heading out, and we will catch y'all later on. Peace. Peace.